0: You're listening to Passing Notes, discussions on education in Danville, the official podcast
1: of the Danville Public School System. Raising a child in today's world is difficult and can be a little bit complicated. So every week, we'll discuss hot-button topics that they didn't teach you about in school with advice from regional experts and people just like you.
0: Thanks for tuning in, and here's your host, Dr. Angela Harrison.
1: Hello, everyone. I am Angela Harrison, superintendent of the Danville Public Schools. I have today with me Corey Sowers. Corey, I'm going to ask you to introduce yourself, but first I I just want us to think about social media. Now, I'm going to date myself a little bit because I I was not too long ago engaged in a conversation or debate rather about the value of email, not too long ago. And um, we had quite a bit of conversation about the value of email, whether email is good or bad. But then we jumped on the topic of social media. And I happen to be way behind in social media, way behind. But my children and my friends are all on Facebook. But they tell me that that is certainly something for people um, my age, because other people Um, Who might be a little younger, are on Snapchat, Instagram. They're using TikTok. Now, I happen to like TikTok, by the way. It's a little addictive. They're on Twitter and YouTube. So today, Corey Sowers, our reading guru, you've started a reading initiative, our STEM organizer, and our instructional resource technology teacher. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, ma'am. In addition to being a mom.
0: Yes, ma'am. I am um, an ITRT, which is an instructional technology resource teacher for Bonner and Park Avenue. Um, I have been in the district for 24 years and I have been an ITRT for the past 17.
1: Well, thank you for for joining uh, me today. And uh, my mother used to say all things in moderation, all things in moderation. And so today we are looking at uh, just the whole concept of social media and the impact on our youth. Uh, there are individuals out there who think social media is just absolutely this, uh, just wonderful, great uses. Uh, there are those that, that do not understand social media uh, and its impact on our youth. With so many children having technology at their fingertips, mostly due to virtual learning and these cell phones, and social media being common communication uh, tools which platforms do you see students using most often?
0: So as we're coming out of a pandemic, um, I think children and adults both have used social media, texting, and FaceTime to stay connected and socialize with friends and family. So this digital communication has become a norm for our society. Personally, I see TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook being those commonalities in the social media fad. Like you did say earlier, it's all depending on the age of the child
1: that determines the platform that they're using. So talk about some good things that we can do with social media. You're an instructional resource teacher. There are always instructional advantages to using TikTok and and, and Instagram. You mentioned FaceTime, which I had not really thought about uh, as a platform. Some things that children, we might see children uh, advancing in instructionally, uh, socially. What are, what are some good uses of these these tools?
0: So absolutely, not everything on social media is bad. There's a lot of things that students can learn as well. They just need to be taught, I think, through those products what is good and what is bad so they can decipher on their own
1: i'm not sure i even know how to get to instagram how would i teach my child how to use instagram in a productive way
0: so instagram is an app okay it can be utilized on um actually on a computer as well as a cell phone and it doesn't matter if you have an android or an iphone so you can download it on either one and for my children for example they all have instagram so they post you know where they've been where they're going what they've done so for a positivity and i know we're going to talk about the good and the bad side in a yes, few minutes but yes. there's lots of things they can learn you know for example teaching them how to take better photo to um dive into that art of photography, for
1: example. Well, Corey, let me ask you something. Yes. What if we were researching um, a a country? We were out there researching a country and we wanted to know more about that country. Would there be a way to use social media to explore the uh, aspects, characteristics, geography? Would would that be a good use and then maybe put together a video about the country and share it with the students? So I
0: know... not talking about countries but say nasa for example okay we have had teachers that utilize facetime Ah. to where they show on their promethean board and they talk to astronauts so they can have that astronaut come into their classroom not face to face but they actually have them on the screen that they can ask questions to that astronaut and ask what they do for a living and how their job entails science or any other feature of NASA.
1: So there are some creative ways you can use social media absolutely to improve instruction to learn more I read once uh, where children at at some point in the future I'm not suggesting it's now will not be so focused on retaining knowledge but on using technology and social media to uh, learn more about different things that they're interested in, um, to acquire knowledge. The other night we were looking at Jeopardy, and an, and a, a word came up, and and I said, "Well, I don't, I've never heard that word." And I googled it real quick. Now just think about how long ago, googling something wasn't even in our in our mindset or or thinking about. Uh, looking up information. So uh, getting back to the script, though, getting back to the <laughs> script, when we have uh, children on social media, we know there are just great uh, opportunities for social media. So I don't want to portray this, This, uh, you know, the world is coming to an end. I am always concerned when I see children spending more time on social media than on um you know, that face-to-face type of of interaction. But I'm also reminded that oftentimes uh, it creates a a group of folks that they can uh, identify with. My niece is, is really involved in anime. And so she's able to network with other people who are connected and, and really enjoy anime when no one really in her class uh, enjoys anime. So I, I don't want to portray uh, social media to be this, this uh, demon child, but I do want to... Think about some of the challenges we face with social media, some of the problems that that parents see, some of the things that teachers oftentimes identify as challenges with social media. What are some of the things that you hear in the schoolhouse each day when children are attempting to learn how to use social media or maybe use it in an inappropriate way?
0: Um, so for example, I know we have Go Guardian in our school system. Ah, okay, so I forgot about that. It Go allows Guardian, the yes. teachers to access every child's desktop. Okay. So they can close out items. So if a child strays okay. um, from what they're supposed to be on, say a test or um, a document that they're working on for class, the teacher can see if a child tries to get on YouTube or is watching YouTube and then can close that out. There's also a feature in the Go Guardian that allows them to set up scenes to where they can limit during x amount of time or from a to z time um, that it restricts them, and then it can be opened back up once the child finishes their working class.
1: So, as a, a, a student may have a laptop or on a computer in a computer lab, the teacher can see actually from their desktop
0: as long as they're logged every, in everything to they're their,
1: working on. Now, I could have used that as a parent. Absolutely so a lot of parents use different techniques some of them uh, have uh, only technology in the kitchen where they can watch or facing them but they're those dreaded cell phones um, that we uh, want all children to have uh, for whatever reason some of it is safety Uh, some of it is just instant communication and and some children are very responsible and handle cell phones well What kinds of social media are children uh, accessing on their cell phones?
0: The same things. TikTok, obviously, um, for fun reasons, for learning reasons, um, for a multitude of reasons. Looking up answers for homework. Um, Is that a good thing or a bad thing? It depends, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Um, As long as they learn it, I guess it's a good thing. If it it registers and sticks with them, it's a good thing. Because I know, as you were talking earlier about Googling, my son does that a lot. We have Google in the in the kitchen, and if he doesn't mm-hmm. know an answer, he says, "Hey Google." So you know, it's not asking me anymore; it's it's asking a device for the right, answers.
1: Right. I, I learned how to use my uh, is it Alexa? Mm-hmm. you call it. Yeah, that the little hub thing, and you ask questions or turn on music. Boy, we have come a long way, even turning off our lights. So those types of, of, of advances are everywhere. So as a parent, how would I monitor social media? You mentioned your children have Instagram. You are on Instagram. Uh, I am not, uh, but I do know my children have Instagram. I I do watch Facebook uh, periodically. How can a parent best watch uh, or monitor social media use and sometimes what, what children are posting?
0: Um, so first of all, several products apps are private or public. So they need to make sure that their children are. I would suggest personally that they're they're private, so not anybody and everybody can go onto their accounts and see their activity. As well as some applications like Snapchat, um, Life three hundred and sixty, they have location finders. So if they have that set not to be in ghost mode in Snapchat, then anybody around can see where that child is located.
1: Wow, that's Snapchat 360.
0: Life 360.
1: Wow, so anyone can can pick up that child's location and monitor their movement and and so forth. Wow, I did not know that. And parents should know that, parents should be aware. How can parents know what each of these apps, you've mentioned TikTok, you've mentioned Instagram we've talked about snapchat what's the difference in snapchat and Instagram
0: so the downside personally Mm -hmm. I think to snapchat is snapchat also has a feature that the child can set up that the snap is gone as soon as the child sees it or they can set it up to where it deletes after 24 hours so Of course, if it isn't an inappropriate text or image or message, nobody can see it because it disappears immediately after the child opens it up. I check my child's settings and to make sure that it's 24 hours so as a parent, I can always go back and look personally to see who has messaged my child and what has been sent.
1: You know, uh, as as some of us were growing up, our parents uh, were very clear on our behavior. Um, they they saw us at, at dinner time, playing with our uh, friends. Uh, they they could uh, watch and monitor our behavior at the mall or as we shopped. They 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 were visually in tune with us at all times, so that they could correct our behavior. Because that's a part of growing up: correcting behavior, giving you know good feedback, warm feedback, and helping children grow in a very positive direction. But on social media, that's hard to see. It's very difficult to see your child's behavior um, because it's so hidden. So you have some parents who believe in, I need your password, I need to have access to your accounts, I need to monitor your settings, and some parents uh, just don't know what to do. What's your advice for that parent who just doesn't know what to do? And what's your thought about parents having access to their child's social media accounts?
0: Personally, I do not think it's a bad thing. I know my children have said before to me but you're being nosy no I'm being mom <laughs> yes and I pay for your phone yes <laughs> so yes, yes. no I can look I think that all parents should set digital rules in their household
1: good idea just like
0: you have normal rules and regulations whether it be at school or at home I think that there should be those digital rules for your children so for example one of mine he's not allowed to text talk He has to type in complete sentences with punctuation and capitalization. So that's
1: like that LOL, all of that. Yes, ma'am. So the U instead of the Y-O-U. Yes, Yes,
0: I don't do the text talk. He has to type incomplete complete sentences for me. Yes, I think you should check your child's history, whether it be on their phone or on their computer. Have discussions with your children as to what they're watching or who they're talking to. Be involved in um, their social life uh, whether it's face-to-face life or digital social media and screen time should not always be alone sit with your child watch a movie on YouTube with them or ask them questions about well hey how do you do that on Snapchat Or, or show me Instagram so you can do it as a together aspect instead of that child always being alone privately doing any of their social media checks or or YouTube watching.
1: I love those digital rules. Uh, Just having some discussion with children and students and and even your teens about their, um, and also the implications of posting things that may not ever go away. Uh, That someone may uh, send to someone else on a text message because oftentimes people believe that Snapchat, uh, yes, it disappears, but if someone screenshots that Snapchat and, and sends it in a text, that's a challenge for us. Uh, I see that across the school district uh, all the time. In fact, I sat with a group of sixth graders to learn more about social media. It was really interesting. At the tricks of the trade that they've learned. Uh, You mentioned text talking. Uh, I almost needed a translator dictionary to get through the sentences because uh, that, of course it teaches them uh, some some bad language skills. And
0: unfortunately that follows over into their writing process in the classroom. So when they get to doing their writing uh, SOLs or their benchmark test they don't know how to spell some of the words because they're so used to shortcutting those
1: words. Very good point. Is social media going away? I don't think so. So if it's not going away, then what?
0: We need to learn the best practices and and put those rules and regulations, whether it be in the classroom or at home. Um, Just like, you know, we have the policy in DPS that you're not supposed to have your cell phones out during class. They also need to have that at home as well. I mean, so, for example, when your child goes to bed, personally, I think that that phone needs to be housed somewhere else in the house, maybe in your bedroom, plugged up in charge, so you're, your child's getting a good night's sleep and not on their phone watching TikToks all night or watching YouTube.
1: And that would come into that discussion about digital rules and, and how we agree that we will engage in cell phone use and use of technology all looking toward moving our students toward positive use of social media
0: and you were talking about the digital footprint a minute ago yeah students really need to be aware that just because you send that picture to one person or you send it on snapchat and know that they did not take a screenshot of it because one of snapchat's features is if somebody screenshots it on the other end it notifies you that a screenshot's done well that's all well and good but if you have another person with you on their phone they can take a picture of your image or your screen and share that with a multitude of people and unfortunately That image or text that you sent may come back up years later and go against you, whether you're applying for a job Job, or college.
1: college. Exactly. Because
0: a lot of people, jobs and colleges, have a person that works with social media where they add their future candidates and research their social media.
1: Wow. And I can tell you, the most I worried about was three-way calls when I was coming along. And many of you don't remember that. And pulling the
0: cord underneath. Pulling the cord underneath. And <laughs> I dating was myself. not <laughs>
1: worried about all of this. So our youth, they have so many things to pay attention to and to, to look out for. Miss Sowers, you have been wonderful. You um, And I want to just publicly thank you for your commitment to our students Uh, You are a STEM organizer for our community. You've led a reading initiative that is just blown up in our community. Uh, I had the pleasure of reading online over the winter break, and I can tell you I had a great time. And I'll be back. I will be back. I have my my next book that I I want to read. And I I can remember going into an elementary school, and a student said to me, I thought, well, nobody's listening to that. And she said, hey, you're the lady that you know read that uh, the rose and so she remembered the book she remembered the and so that is an awesome opportunity but I I just want to ask do you have a couple of tips closing tips for our parents uh, regarding social media
0: well you were talking earlier about the potential problems or dangers um, parents should be aware of filters you know a lot of the apps have filters and it gives an idea of false perfection to our students Um, And I'm going to date myself. Because, you know, back in the day when you actually looked at magazines and everybody had been photoshopped and they didn't have the gray hairs and the wrinkles and and the freckles on their face, (laughs) Um, many students and adults are comparing themselves these days Mm -hmm. to those filtered images. Oh, wow. And students need to realize that no one is going to put a bad picture of themselves ever on social media for somebody else to judge.
1: Exactly.
0: Um, So call it false marketing, if you will, children are extremely pliable. So these falsified images can affect their mindset and their mental health. So I think parents need to check on their students when it comes to that.
1: I love it. I love it. That, those are That's a great subject we did not touch on because children are so self-conscious about their image and their appearance and i've heard children really um looking at the number of likes they have and and all of those kinds of things and so uh, again we want to encourage our parents to set those digital rules have conversation um, around the table or wherever you are about the use of social media social media is here to stay and so let's find a good positive way to use social media to um, enhance our relationships with others and not destroy those relationships. And certainly we do want to be mindful, as Miss Sowers has indicated, of our digital footprint. And you don't want to post things that will hang around forever and hurt you when you're trying to get that CEO position or that, that vice president or management position or that professional job or any job uh, that someone can pull up your name, Google your name and find some negative uh, uh, images there. Sowers, you are awesome. Uh, You have been great. And, And I would like to suggest, now you tell me if I'm getting in trouble here, that any parent who has a concern about social media and how to best use and monitor can contact one of our instructional technology resource teachers. Absolutely. you can do that? Absolutely. And every school has an instructional resource a teacher. Your guidance counselor is also available to help you with those discussions around digital rules. Um, so we're here to help our parents, help students have a better experience in using social media. Any closing words? Um,
0: hours. I would just suggest keep your communication open with your children. Actually, Absolutely. they're going to be your best resource. So they're going to tell you what they're doing. They're going to be willing to show you um, how to utilize those apps. So, yes, you're checking in on them, but the child doesn't realize You're checking in on them. You're actually learning from your children. There are some parental control apps that are available as well. Google Family Link is a free one. There's um, Circle and Net Nanny and Bark. Those have some free trials but they are paid for apps. You can also help your child learn online safety. So there is an Interland by Google, it's web-based, and it's a game-like feature that shows your children in different situations, ask them questions about online safety and they have to uh, meander their way through the city. There's also things like Band Runner or Cyber Five, depending on the age level of your child.
1: Right, right. Well, we're going to post these uh, on our Facebook. Okay. Because we are here to uh, support our parents and students in addressing social media in an appropriate way uh, so that they leave um, their experience in a very positive way. Because with social media, there are some great things happening using social media, uh, but there are also some very ugly, dangerous things happening as well. And I want to thank you so much for sharing today. Uh, Again, I thank the world of you, and I wish you a great week. Thank you. All right.
0: We hope that you enjoyed listening to this episode of Passing Notes as we discuss both the good and the bad of social media in our lives and how we can best teach ourselves and our children how to use it responsibly. Thanks to Corey Sowers for joining our podcast today. See below for the list of social media education and monitoring resources mentioned in the podcast. Remember to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And until next time, we'll see you in the halls.